I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Anthony Weiner caught in yet another sexting scandal. I love him. I have forgiven him. It is great to be here at the Washington Hilton. It's something a prostitute might say to a congressman. Welcome to Under the Beltway. I'm Anna. I'm Rena. And we have some updates about our personal dating lives because all of our listeners are so curious. Anna. So, since our last episode, I was dating a guy who I met on Bumble, who also happened to be in my grad school program, and we've since broken up. And as all of you guys know from listening to this podcast, I'm not the biggest fan of online dating, but my roommate... That's me. ...who also is the co-host of this <laughs> podcast, uh, has convinced me I need to get back online. Also, my Bumble profile has been definitely crowdsourced. I had my friends look at my profile and give me their opinions, whether I wanted them or not. Yeah, your photos weren't that great. They could use some improvement. Thank you, Rena. Anyway, well, my friends hopefully have my best interest in mind. Not all of them necessarily know what really works for online dating. Uh, however, we did meet someone who did the research and knows her way around a dating site. Her name's Erica Etten, and she's the CEO of an online dating consulting company called A Little Nudge. She also runs her own podcast and is a syndicated dating columnist. And we met her at Black Cat a few weeks back um, at a live podcast recording about dating. And when we heard her on stage, she was giving really great advice to the audience about dating. And it was clear, you know, she'd done the research. She knew what she was talking about. She'd crunched the numbers. So we wanted to have her on our podcast to talk about the history of her dating company, A Little Nudge. And also, we talked a little bit about what advice she would give to DC daters. Listen in. So we're currently at the WeWork office in Chinatown with Erica Etten. So let's start off with questioning Erica a little bit about a little nudge. Oh, boy. The Inquisition. <laughs> I can't wait. First of all, thank you for inviting me. Of course. Yeah, thanks, thanks, for for, on yeah, thanks for coming on. Um, so can you tell us just a little bit about a little nudge? what you do, who sort of your customers are. Um, Give us the whole spiel. Okay, the spiel. Uh, So I started A Little Nudge just over six years ago, believe it or not, um, before Tinder existed. Uh, (laughs) Has it really been only, what, four years that Tinder has existed? I think five years, yeah. Oh, that's longer than I thought. Yeah, so I started my business in 2011. My background is actually in economics, so not online dating. Uh, I was um, I was an early adopter of of online dating, so um, you know I had plenty of experience. But then uh, I I really wanted to actually focus on you know was it working, was it not working, what could I do to improve my success, and. Um, I I learned a lot from doing it myself, and it gave me the idea that plenty of people want to be good at online dating, they just don't know how. Or they want to join an online dating site and they don't don't know how to market themselves correctly. So when I realized I had an idea there, um, I knew I should do something with it. On the other hand, I was working in finance and... A little bit different. A little different. (laughs) I know you can't see me, but... For me to be sitting in a cubicle for eight hours, it's just, it doesn't make any sense. So I knew I had to leave that job and it was, it was the best reason ever to leave that job. So I, I quit, uh, in early 2011 and and started a little nudge and, um, I help people with all aspects of online dating. So you asked who my clients are. 
Uh, you don't have to go into you know specifics if they're congressmen or whatever. Oh, we don't want to do that. <laughs> Confidentiality policy. Yeah. But I usually get three types of clients. Uh, so my first kind of group of clients, they've tried online dating. It's not working for them for some reason. They don't know why. They need a second set of eyes on it. Another group has been married before, uh, maybe for a long time, and online dating didn't exist before. So they don't know how to do it. So they need some hand-holding. And then the last group has the money but not the time, so they essentially outsource to me, and uh, I take care of it for them. <laughs> what would you say your, I guess, success rate is? Um, I don't know how you measure success, but I think you what are your, yeah, what are your metrics? You, you, you can't measure success because success is different for everybody, right? What is success? But ultimately, uh, my view of success is, are you getting yourself out there more and are you getting yourself out there more appropriately? Okay. And so how do you do that? How do you get them out there more? What are your what are the services that you offer these clients? Three main services and then one I added within the last year, which I think will be interesting to talk about. But the three main ones are I call them a little nudge, a little nudge plus, and the platinum nudge. <laughs> Numerous nudges. Yeah, so many. I, I originally called it like the big nudge. I'm like, nobody will want that. The big push. <laughs> right. So, um, so for all of them, if you're local, we'll sit down for an hour. If not, we'll talk on the phone. And in that hour, I get to know you. I get to know what you're looking for. We talk through which online dating site or sites might make the most sense for you. People always ask, how many should I be on? I usually suggest two because sometimes people do so many things that they don't do any of them well. So I get to know the person, um, and I do give them a little homework, too. I have you think of an adjective and a story that goes with that adjective that describes you, because I don't care about the word. Like, everyone thinks they're funny and honest and obviously beautiful and fit and <laughs> hilarious and trustworthy, um, but I want to know a story that goes with it. So. Like, what is a story that you would say, that is so Rena, you know? Mm, okay. So do you want it to be necessarily like a dating-related story? or no, can no, it no. Be like anything? Any okay. story. I mean, I've heard funny stories. One guy told me once he, when he was a kid, he, <laughs> he took apart a chair to see how it worked, but he did it while his mom was sitting on it. Oh my God. <laughs> and so he's an engineer. Yes, he's an, he's an engineer. So right. he's a perfect story to start his profile. Got it. And it just, because the concept of show don't tell, right? Like I could say I'm funny. People listening to this, like I'm either funny to you or not funny to you. It's, you know, everyone's an acquired taste. So after I meet with the client, I get them their profile back. Right now, I'm talking about the sites like a Match.com or an OkCupid or something where there's actually a profile, like a longer written profile. Mm -hmm. um, it takes me a week. I get the profile to them. I also come up with username suggestions. So, yeah. So these are people who have never been online? Uh, or they're online and it's not working. And then you just change it for them. I change it for them. Because right. the point of a username is to give someone an extra little tidbit about you before they even open the profile. So I would much rather, well, I'll, Okay, I'm gonna be very open. My username. Yeah, let's hear it. Sassy Scotch Lover. Because <laughs> I'm sassy and I love scotch. Okay, and, and then so you know exactly what you're getting. Very easy to know where to take me on a first date. Get me whiskey. Oh. So I write the profile. So that's kind of the base thing, the base service I do. The second one is in addition to getting you a new profile, I will save you time. So let's say you're on OkCupid. I go on OkCupid, find you six to eight people who I think you might like based on our conversation. You look at them, tell me who you like, and then I write you a message you can send to each of them. So it's getting your foot in the door and it's saving you time. 
If that person replies, it's up to you to continue the conversation and set up the date. Okay. Are they sort of individualized messages, or do you have kind of a, you don't have like a message no template, bank? That no, you, um, gotcha. I do have an employee, though, who writes most of those. Okay. okay. And do you run those by your client before they send them? Well, they can read it. It's in a Word document. Okay, so okay. I send it to them. They read it, copy, paste, send. And then the the the, the not big nudge, the platinum nudge, um, that is one which sounds crazy. And trust me, when I started the business, I didn't know if anyone would want this service. But it turns out people do because um, some people will not make the time or find the time to do online dating. They want to, and it's just it's not high enough on their priority list, but they are willing to pay someone to do it for them. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? So that means I actually log into your account. Um, I write to people on your behalf. I respond. I set up the date all through the online dating site. I send you your prep sheet <laughs> so you can read what the heck we talked about. Is it like a one-pager or is it? Well, it's the whole email chain and a screenshot of that person's profile and where you're meeting them because, well, one, I keep the email chains really short because ultimately I don't want to have to play the role of somebody longer than I have to. My goal is to get them on dates that they wouldn't otherwise be on. And I tell them when they sign up, you know you're hiring me for outsourcing. It's completely up to you as to whether you share that with somebody or not. Mm -hmm. Some do, some don't. Uh, and then they go on the date and tell me how it goes. Do you know how many have actually told their like significant others if they continue the relationship? Most in very serious relationships have told. Mm -hmm. One kind of skirted around it. She was like, oh, well, someone was helping me a little with match. So, but not doing it for her. Right. So he doesn't, he still doesn't know that I wrote the first. I wrote all the messages before they went out. He, I mean, they're married now. So. Oh, wow. really? Okay. Yeah. Do you know how many marriages have resulted? Um, I count marriages and long-term relationships because yeah. Same thing. I can, yeah. Um, last I was checking it somewhere between 15 and 20, which wow. feels really good. Do you go to these weddings? No, I have no interest in going to the wedding. I've done my job. Have you been invited? Well, no, because sometimes they don't want to know. They don't want to share. How do you know Erica? Oh, we're old friends. Exactly. Who should I be? Cousin, cousin yeah. Sally? Like. Okay, that's true. Do you know how many babies have resulted? There have been babies. You have result. There have been Good new job. humans in this world. Can I give you a high five? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, girl. <laughs> Isn't that so? Or like merged families. Like people have like, had children like before, yeah. siblings yeah. and stuff. Yeah. But like, as wonderful as that makes me feel, ultimately, um, while that is success, and it makes me cry every time I get an email <laughs> when a client Aww. tells me tells me they got engaged. Um, I see my success is getting people out there and making them feel confident and getting them on better dates. Oh, so I wanted to mention the the fourth package that I added most recently. It's called the Aptitude Package, and it only deals with the dating apps. And is it mostly like younger clients that are using? I thought it would be. It's it's a mix. It's a mixed bag. Because I was, interestingly enough, so my average client age is in the 40s. So I was trying to fill the the younger gap. Uh, with this lower price package, but it turns out sometimes people don't realize they need help, won't pay for help even though maybe they need it. Uh, you know, it's a tough sell. Yeah. So, okay. yeah. Do you, have a, do you know what the gender breakdown of your clients is? I'm an economist by training. I know everything. Okay. Oh, uh, tell, us, tell us everything. Yeah, what's the breakdown? 63% um, female, 37% okay. male, average age is 44. Um, more than half are divorced. Uh, of my clients who are over 50, 85% of them are women. 
Interesting. Yeah. So a lot of older women. A lot of older women. Is that what you sort of expected when you first started this business? Or do you think it would be? I thought I was going to get women in their 30s who wanted to have kids. Mm -hmm. I thought that was going to be my main. The biological clock. Yeah, the biological clock. No, I do get some of that. And that's, that's harder because, you know, it's easier when a client doesn't have this time frame in their head. You know, I, I don't have preferences over who I work with, but when someone puts that much pressure on themselves, you know, that's pressure on me too. It's harder. I have also had, <laughs> this is great. I've had some um, moms pay for their children. No, no way. That's yes. amazing. Has my mom paid? Because she <laughs> totally would. Um, well, you'll have her listen to this. <laughs> how old are the moms and how old I've, are I've they? never had a kid pay for the parent though. Uh, oh. I bet that'll happen yeah, eventually. Yeah, eventually. Sure I did, however, work once with a mother and a son. She was 72. Separately? Yeah. Or did they know about each other? Yeah, she referred him to me. (laughs) Love it. Um, Love it. This is so So, cute. So, usually the, the... (laughs) <laughs> the person. <laughs> I just picture there's like so many movies out there I where know. the mom is like worried about their it's kids. Yeah. Dating guys life. Now they can do something. It's yeah. usually guys in their twenties whose mothers are. Yeah, paying. it's like oh. failure to launch. But whatever. I did have a guy who was forty whose mother paid. Um, wow. But I mean, I I'm very clear though when that happens. I mean, that it's fine. Yeah. But I'm very clear like the the son or has to daughter want it. is my client. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. he has Not to want them, yeah. it. And I can't report back to you on everything. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> well, cuz like I do a lot of coaching too. Like yeah. sometimes I I coach people on first dates. I had a client the other day who had his first kiss. Aww. That's crazy and amazing and I felt amazing but do you know how hard it is to try to teach someone to kiss without kissing them he told you that he never kissed I asked him is that so that's not something I want to report back to his mother yeah (laughs) it is interesting like I love helping people in that regard like like how do I ask her out again what do I text or anything like that I love being able to sometimes I'll if it's in person I'll just take someone's phone and and you know, write a message or two. I love it. Yeah. So, so some of this goes beyond. So you do do coaching, I like do beyond do coaching. just the like initial messaging. Yes. Okay. Yes, correct. Or, and and that's not specific to men. That's men, women. I don't care who who you're looking for. I can, you know, uh, I'm coaching a woman right now. She's 50, I think, in New York, and she was nervous the first time she thought she was gonna sleep with a new guy. Mm-hmm. And she said, is, is it different when you're 50? I said, no, you know, everyone's got nerves, everyone, the only difference is you have a child, mm-hmm. you know? So we talked through like, how do I invite him in? You know, do I say, do you wanna come up for a drink? You know? <laughs> so we talked through all of that and it worked out fine. Oh, good for her. Yeah. For I kind of love that it's like, no matter what age, it's still awkward for yeah. everyone. It's always awkward. <laughs> like, so, no much time experience. So people yeah. get naked together. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so our podcast is called Under the Beltway. Uh-huh. We have a very DC focus. Uh-huh. Um, do you are there specific like um, characteristics of the DC daters versus other people in other cities? Because you you do have clients that are not in DC, right? Yeah, uh, probably sixty five percent of my clients are in DC, and the rest are scattered. A lot in New York, and a lot um, in California, actually. Interesting. Uh, I have found that people love complaining about their own city. People love saying, ugh, DC's the worst. If DC is the worst. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> why we're capitalizing on it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I have found that most major cities are pretty similar. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're out in a rural area somewhere, obviously there are just fewer people. Mm-hmm. But 
In most major cities, it's it's pretty similar in terms of which sites people are using, um, just the amount of online dating people are doing, which is a lot. Uh, it and. It just usually it takes work. So I, I do think people use their city as a defense mechanism if it's not working for them. You know, to say, oh well, you know, I hear it's hard in D.C., so that's why it's not working for me. Well, how about it's because you signed on to Bumble, you have a, you didn't even look twice at your pictures, and you haven't written to anyone. That's probably why it's not working. So have you found any sort of correlation between the age groups that you work with and the sort of apps that they use? That's uh, yeah, that's a great question. I, I do. So most of my clients, since they are a little bit older, uh, are on the I guess we'll call them the traditional sites, the Match.coms of the world, the J dates. If they're looking for someone Jewish, Christian Mingle, Catholic Match, Our Time is a site my clients use if they're over fifty. What is that? It's yeah. a site for over fifties. Okay. It's the younger clients, and when I say younger, twenties and thirties, who are using primarily the dating apps. You know, whatever we were talking. Like, which ones do you use? I'm on Bumble mm-hmm. and Tinder. Yeah, I was on Tinder and Bumble too. So yeah, I okay keep it a little bit, but I do like the swipey. swipey They're certainly easier. I like OkCupid only because you learn a lot more about a yeah. person mm-hmm. in advance. They also it just on- takes so long to fill out that profile. Yeah. But isn't it important? Yeah. So that's yeah. the thing. That's like what it's people so say to me all the time. Oh, it's so time consuming. Well, if you had to search for a job. Wouldn't yeah. you take the time to put together your resume? And it wouldn't be like, well, I went on 10, or 10 interviews. I didn't get any. I guess working's not for me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so why are people so willing to quit with the dating? It's the same, th- if not more important. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think you do learn, and especially the questions on OKCupid, you learn a lot about people. You learn a lot about people just from how they present themselves. I mean, even on the dating apps, if somebody doesn't have anything written, I will not swipe right because how invested are they in the process? Or if I have a pet peeve about this because it annoys me, uh, if they only write their height, I also swipe left because first of all, I'm five one, so I don't care the height of somebody. <laughs> five but two, if I kill you. If he thinks that's his sole contribution to the world, <laughs> that's not okay with me. Totally, I mean, that would be like me putting my lot. bra size up there. <laughs> which I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I think there's way too much weight put on height. <laughs> Good one. Oh, uh, so what our listeners should also know is that Erica loves puns. She is a competitive punner. It's true. <laughs> it's true. I'm a real dork. Uh, I compete in this competition in D.C. called the Beltway Pundits. <laughs> I mean, not to brag, but I won once. Uh, <laughs> Bow down to um, the queen. My theme was alcohol, obviously. So... <laughs> Um, okay, so what like what are the biggest problems that you see uh, when people are online? Let's talk about pictures with other people for a second. Don't do it, ever. That's the biggest problem I see because if you're with other people, one, they can't find you, they don't know who you are, two, they're not gonna take the time to figure out who you are, and three, if they do, you're, you're both very attractive. However, inevitably, the friend will be cuter. Mm. You just, you can't. You're already going to be compared to everyone else. So the number one thing I see, especially on the dating apps, is people just pulling pictures with friends and not cropping them. So the weirdest thing is that I, I when I was online dating, or at least when I was swiping on people to <laughs> online date, <laughs> to not I never go on any dates. Online date. <laughs> <laughs> I would always, I, I don't know if I would judge the person who was, um, 
like only had pictures of themselves because I was like, I kind of did too. Friends? Yeah, I really like, think that. I d- I definitely did, and I only did that because our other roommate she went on a date with a guy who was super awkward, and mm. he didn't have all of those photos were just him, and she made that rule. I. But you can also just I'm crop gonna it out. Disagree with that. Yeah, okay. just crop yeah, you're out. The expert. Yeah. Just crop we out. Tell us. Yeah. I mean, I will tell you, I have never had that thought about a guy. I will say, if if it's a guy looking for a girl, and we didn't even get into same sex couples, mm-hmm. but he's not wondering if you have friends. He's wondering if you're hot. Mm-hmm. He does okay. not care. Great. <laughs> Sorry, but it's true. I mean, it, for women it's such a quick mm-hmm. decision. That they're not going through. Women think things through a lot more than men. You know, we think of what's underlying. Men don't do that. They're quick. Men are very binary. Yes, I will sleep with her. No, I won't. And then they get to know us if you're if we're a one. And I'm sorry, I know that's crass, but it's mostly true. Women, however, we take into account the personality, the attractiveness can grow based on the personality. You might go from like a maybe not to a yes. We're very different. So in swiping anyway, men are not wondering. And this is obviously a major generalization. There are outliers. Men and women swipe differently. So question, do you look at the entire thing before making a decision? Do you look at every picture? I do. Yes. Yeah. Because that's what women do. Men, however, will swipe based on the first picture only and then go back later if he wants to, to look at your profile. Because a friend of mine, female, was very upset. She matched with a guy. She wrote a message, he wrote something snarky back, and she wrote, but you matched with me. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, yeah, but I didn't, I didn't read anything. <laughs> I said, I'm sorry he said that to you. I mean, that, he was rude, yeah. but he was, that's how a lot of men do it. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, I know, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry depressed. to be the bearer of okay. I mean, this is <laughs> no. helpful for everyone, yeah, I think. Uh, yeah. Okay, so when you're doing the messaging for these, for your clients, what, like, how do you go about it? How do you, how do you write the message, the first messages? Uh, I have a formula. So I don't have a template, but I do have a formula. Something about the other person's profile that caught your attention, something about you and how that relates to you, and end with the question. That formula is different whether you're doing a site like an OkCupid or a match where you have a profile to draw from yeah. versus an app like a Bumble where it's just you just have to write one thing on Bumble, something that will catch someone's attention. So if, so on, on say, OkCupid, okay, let's say, I'm making this up, let's say somebody mentions that they play tennis. I don't know. I used to play tennis. I'm just making this up on the spot. Me too. Oh, perfect. <laughs> we all play tennis. Uh, like, hey, I noticed in your profile that you mentioned you're a tennis player. Uh, I'd be lying if I called myself a tennis player since I haven't picked up my racket in five years, but I'm sure there's a nice layer of dust that wouldn't mind being okay. removed. Uh, do you good. do you play? Uh, yeah, singles or, or professional or yeah. with friends or where do you like to play? Something like that. And the point of the question obviously is if he or she has nothing to say back, they can at least answer, answer the question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So humor works well too. Um, and then on an app, let's say you see a picture of someone playing tennis. Instead, ask one question. Like, okay. hey, do you have a killer backhand that I have to be aware of? Um, where do most of your clients go on their first date? Or where do you suggest that they go on their first date? Uh, drink. Just a, a drink okay. somewhere they can hear each other. If you drink. Uh, I like 
for dates to have my clients sit at the bar because you can have a much more intimate conversation with someone if you're sitting next to them versus across from them. Mm -hmm. um, also, if you're not sure what to talk about, it's usually entertaining to sit at a bar. You could talk to the bartender. You could watch yeah. him or her make drinks. You could do anything like that. Um, so just something where you can get to know each other and hear each other. I, I like... Wine bars are usually good because if you are enjoying each other's company, they usually have food that you can order. So I stick with that. Also, I do tell my male clients. So in, in many ways, I'm, I'm all for equality, of course. However, I do like chivalry. So I do tell my male clients that they need to pick a location closer to the woman if, if it's a male-female couple okay. um, because it's a nice gesture. What, what about same-sex couples? Same-sex couple, that's a harder one yeah. because it, it's really who initiates, who kind of, who, who takes the initiative to ask the other person out, mm -hmm. I think should be making the chivalrous gesture then. What about paying? Uh, so I am still of the opinion, and I say still because people give me flack for this, that um, that the guy pays, not because okay. we can't afford it, but because it's a nice gesture. Now, I know, as well as you do, that times are a-changing, <laughs> and... People, I hate when guys insist on paying. It's so like, just, I want to pay for Why do you want to pay for it? I want to talk about it. Just because you feel as if you owe them. You don't, they, though. You owe I, him I nothing. I still feel that way. Yeah. And you, I try. I'm the same way. But you I, owe him nothing. I know that's totally. true. You owe him a thank you. But I still feel like I... I still feel if they have paid for it that I do, like, owe him... You don't. Like, another bar to go to or something like you that. You don't. It's a date. If he's asked you, he's committed to the time. What if I've asked him, though? You've committed to the time. If you've asked him, then it's, then it's unclear. Okay. Because you have made the initiative. Now, I would still tell him if he were my client, I would tell him to pay. Okay. If she were my client, I would tell her to let him pay. What about the wallet grab? Don't do it. Not at all. It's, no. So <laughs> that's entrapment, right? You're going for mm -hmm. the wallet. Is he going to stop me? My favorite line is, oh, would you like me to contribute? But nicer than that. Oh, <laughs> would you like me to contribute? But you're going to get different things from different people. Most men are just going to do what the last woman they were with liked. They don't know. They might have gone on a date with you yesterday, and you're like, I am woman, hear me roar, I'm paying. <laughs> and then they go with me tonight, and, and I want the nice when. gesture. You're offended by one thing. I'm offended by another. So we do have to cut people some slack because they don't know anymore what's appropriate. Yeah. Also, pet peeve. Um, don't do this, not you. Uh, but let's say you get there first and it's like a counter order yeah. type place. Yeah. Um, wait for I mean, the other person. No. So you yes. shouldn't even order a drink? <laughs> no. Makes it really awkward when the second person gets there I, okay. and the other person's already settled in with the drink. No, wait for the other person. It's, an, it's polite. I know, I just feel so awkward sitting there without a drink. Then wait outside. <sighs> Yeah, that is, I kind of like, I've had guys do that for me. Yeah, for me. I know, I know. <laughs> She's got an answer for everything. I mean, I, I also, I mean, I love all of that chivalrous stuff. And look, I'm as independent as they come. I can do everything myself. I love doing everything myself. But it's so nice when I don't have to do everything myself. There's a difference between can mm -hmm. and, and like wanting to and needing to. Mm -hmm. I don't need to do everything. But... It's nice to have someone treat. Is this, are you kind of only talking about the first date? Or talking these about the first date. Okay, so after the second date, it's like. Yeah, I also think it's very tacky to split the credit cards. Um, it's really cheesy and it's friend zone. 
Really? Yeah. So okay. I would suggest taking turns. If, like, let's say I really like someone and he treats me to something, and I want to return the favor, I'll say next time's on me. Okay. Okay. I like that actually. I like that a lot, and then it makes it less awkward yeah, for him. Yeah, the next time yeah. too. I mean, yeah. even if you're in a relationship, it can get awkward. I mean, I was in a long-term relationship where, at some point, probably two years in, he said to me, "You know, if you're going to treat me," he was nice about it. He goes, "Can you tell me in advance?" Because he said, "I'll always offer." But it's nice to know in advance that yeah. I'm not going to. Yeah. And yeah. and it worked out well. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, do you think maybe your stance would be a little bit different if you had younger clients, if your clientele was a lot younger? I was going to address that for a second. Because um, we no. are in our mid-20s. Well, but. so I was going to address actually my age. Mm -hmm. So I'm in my mid-30s. I do think if I were 10 years younger, my opinion would be different. I mean, so much of it is cultural. Yeah. It's, it's, mm -hmm. it's cultural norms. I think millennials have a very different way of dating. I would still be giving the advice, and I have to tell you, for my millennial male clients, I give this advice, mm -hmm. and I will say it's a breath of fresh air for their dates, mm -hmm. because so many people now are just, are, are, are I'm not gonna lie, are being flaky, are not treating others with respect, not treating people's time with respect, and that's something that I instill in everyone, including myself. I, which is too bad. Yeah. Um, do you want to look at my profile? Yeah, I want to look at your profile. Okay, so I sent Erica my OkCupid okay profile today so I could get some feedback on it. Don't be scared. <laughs> I'm don't a be, little terrified. Don't be scared. So what I'll start with is the number of pictures. So okay. you, this is great. You're great here. Uh, so I recommend... I have four. Yes. She has four pictures. I recommend four or five pictures. Okay. Why? Because yeah, less five. is more. People have a tendency subconsciously to look through, not or consciously, to look through every picture, find one they don't like, assume that's what you always look like, mm -hmm. and then not write to you because of it. So don't put that weird, mediocre, where you're standing on your head. It, like, yeah. um, j just take care in which pictures you choose. Okay. Um, so if you're going to have, say, four pictures, one should be a nice, clear shot of your face so people can see what you look like. One should be a full body because everyone wants to know what your body looks like. Mm -hmm. Men and women, everyone wants okay. to know. Um, one should be you doing something interesting. Okay. So I was talking about message bait before. Uh, this is okay. also message bait. Yeah, playing tennis, for example, mm -hmm. or uh, I sing. I used to have a picture, or I, the pun competition. I have a picture of myself there. That gets a lot, oh, what are you doing? Is, is that a thing? You know, so something that generates questions, okay. comments. And then for the fourth and or fifth, just anything you think is flattering. Um, so, I am looking at your pictures right now. I think you look beautiful in your first picture. My only Aww, issue, thanks. my only issue with it is that you have these men's arms draped around you. <laughs> okay, they're my brothers. Okay, but nobody cares. Yeah, I know. Uh, I'm learning that just now. Actually. Even if you put a caption in there, no one reads it. Yeah. If a guy is looking at this, right. he doesn't like want to like see boyfriends. you with other guys. <laughs> if a if a woman is. I never want to see a guy with all these hot women around him. It's it's yeah. concerning. Their rationale is, well, if they'll be friends with me, you should too. It's terrible rationale. Um, 
Oh man, I totally have that rationale. I have that rationale. Looking at well, at I was gonna say I see guys do that all the time, and I hate it because I'm just like, oh, we get it. You have a lot of girlfriends. Yeah, so, but no, I'm doing I was, that. I I am of the opinion like if I see a, a guy with a bunch of girls, I'm like, oh, you can be friends with girls. This is great. I just see him trying too hard. He's trying too hard. Which I didn't think of that. So I would just crop it a little more because you look great in it. But sorry, brothers, you have to go. The next picture you have is with a friend. I would not take the time to look long enough to figure out which one you are. Okay. I know you, so I can point you, can you out. Sort of. I mean, it's kind of a blurry picture, and yeah. it has you and a friend kind of linked arm in arm. It's not working because okay. no one's going to differentiate which one you are. Okay. Okay. Uh, the next one, I'm not sure what you're doing. You're hiking. You look uh, really tall. <laughs> Yeah, I'm standing on something. I'm not tall. <laughs> okay, you're standing on something, so I can't see your face in this one. You have sunglasses but yeah, on. Yeah, that was my body picture. Okay. Uh, you, <laughs> Don't get about it. <laughs> we're going to find a better full body picture. Okay. And so this is a hiking picture. It's kind of rugged looking, and your hair's pulled back, and you have sunglasses on. Yeah, you can't see my it's face. Not, you can't see your face. It's not the best representation okay, of you. That's fair. Uh, the last picture, I think, is actually turned the wrong way. No, I'm not. You're on a wall? Yeah, I'm like... Oh, I thought you were breakdancing on the floor. Okay, this photo has gotten me the most attention by far. Because it's a great far. picture. Because everyone's like, I used to do that in college, too, what where you, you like... Oh! Do you, do you know what I'm not? Like, yes. Where you, this, like, actually, yeah. where you span the wall, so yeah. you have your legs on one side yeah. of, of a skinny like, hallway. Yeah, you need a really skinny Okay, hallway. now that I see what you're doing... That, I, I was going to say, that picture is the one that everyone Oh, and I would on. tell you to keep this one because that's your message yeah, bait. exactly. What are you doing in this picture? Oh, I'm just I'm scaling, scaling the wall. <laughs> no big. <laughs> yeah. uh, so keep that one for okay. sure. So the interesting pictures generally do the best okay. um, because, again, people don't know what to say to you, so if you have something in there that's actually providing them something to say, okay. it's really helpful. Okay. So of those four pictures, I would keep the first and the last. Okay. So keep the nice headshot, but crop out your brother's arms, and keep the funny wall picture. I would move that up to okay. your second picture. Um, and then get a full find body another one, full body, and, and an then interesting one. anything else, yeah. Okay, cool. So, good there, let's see. Self-summary. Grew up in Austin and moved here a few years ago, and I'm looking for new friends slash people to meet. You know, you know what I, I'm gonna say. I then. know. But what are you? I, what do you say to so that? So generic. The Austin thing <laughs> on is, purpose. The Austin thing is great because that makes you different. Yeah. So sometimes it's just using the same information but saying it more interestingly. Like for example, hey y'all. Uh, I don't know if you would say that. I'm just making this up. She but does say y'all. I do say y'all. Yeah. I could do. So, I mean, I can say like, hey y'all, I'm from Austin. Yeah, so or okay. howdy. Or you can <laughs> definitely not. You can take the girl out of Texas, but you can't take the Texas out of the girl. Okay. Just something. Uh, okay, I'm getting it now. So I want to know in this self summary, what makes you you? Because anyone could say I'm looking for new friends, or I moved here. Yeah. Some people could say I moved here a few years ago. But like, give me a few. Like, what do you like to do on a random Tuesday night? I got trivia. Okay, that's interesting yeah, right there. I, that is interesting. Um, how about, uh, what do you like to do on the weekends? Drink. Like, yeah, <laughs> hang out. That's the thing is, like, on my weekends, I just want to, like, hang out with my friends and read. Okay. Or work, work out. Like, Great. normal DC stuff. That's fine. You're allowed to be normal. Oh, um, my God. I'm worried. <laughs> God forbid. Um, and, I don't know, one more thing. Uh, what did you study in school or 
Uh, what do you do for a living? I'm getting, so I'm in school. I'm getting my master's in public policy. Okay. So I just learned I a lot. I think I have that on there. I think you do it okay. somewhere in there too. But I just learned a lot about you more than I did in this okay. first sentence. Okay. So I would put something about Texas first since that's interesting. Like the hey y'all, yeah. take the girl out of Texas line. And then, um, you know, on a random Tuesday night, you might find me at a trivia night and then maybe parentheses, my specialty is fill in the blank. Mm. Not sports. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> everything but sports. Uh, don't have me on your team if you need someone who's good okay, with okay. sports. Because that's, that's cute. Good. Yeah. And a little self deprecating. I was going to say, but not like. Shows you have a sense of humor. Yeah. Or at the gym taking my favorite like whatever class. yoga class. Yeah. Um, flywheel. Or a flywheel class. Yeah. Or I can write her profile for it. <laughs> easy peasy. Or, yeah, or a third thing. Okay. Like list of three. Um, so you'll start with something creative like that. Okay. Um, and that way it gives a sense of your personality. It's interesting. Um, next you have, what am I doing with my life? Grad school. Do you want to be more specific about that? You no. don't have to be. Yeah, that was kind of on purpose. Okay. I'm really good at asking people questions. That is true. I've been told that by a lot of people. Okay. So I want to know more about that because asking people questions, I just glazed over that. That didn't mean a thing to okay. me. So like maybe like asking people the question they wanted to be asked or, or give an example. So I usually like to do tongue-in-cheek answers for the I'm really good at and put a few bullets. Like I'm really good at uh, parallel parking, um, finishing the hummus the day I buy it. Okay. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And making lists. Making lists. <laughs> oh, I love that. Exactly. So so that way it gives people a few things and they're kind of fun things. Yes. Yeah. I so, have a date from Bumble tonight. We did not exchange phone numbers, which is actually a recommendation of mine that we didn't even get to. To exchange phone numbers? Not to exchange phone numbers. Until you meet up? Until you meet or uh, maybe a day before because once you start te uh, once you start texting with someone, the likelihood that you're actually going to meet that person goes way down because it gives you this sense of familiarity that it's not urgent to set up anymore. So I generally prefer that people just schedule it right from the app. Oh, uh, okay. So right now, I have a date in 20 minutes. Uh, we are still recording. <laughs> I am going to... Notify him. I am going to notify him in a nice, nice way. So I may be closer to 9 p.m. if that's... Okay, with you, have a work thing. <laughs> oh, what's your work thing? Oh, I'm just talking about you on a podcast. <laughs> over. Yeah. Okay, it may be closer to 9 p.m. if that's okay with you. I have a work thing running over. Please let me know you got this. So sorry about that. Exclamation point. No emojis. Well, we talked. No emojis. <laughs> we talked about respecting someone else's time. Mm, yes. There's a there's a clear example of that. So this is what you should do. Yeah. yeah, exactly. All right, moving on. Uh, cool. <laughs> okay, so you clearly have a lot of experience um, with the online dating game. How did you get that? Uh, what was sort of like this the the genesis of your company? Um, take us through your journey. Oh my journey <laughs> sounds sounds so official. Uh, so I was a very early adopter of online dating. You're going to fall out of your chair when you hear what year I started. Ready? Ready? 2001. Whoa! Whoa! Online dating existed in 2001? That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> I know. That's what everyone What else. sites were? Because um, it wasn't apps at that point. No. I mean, apps just started in 2012. Uh, JDate started in 1997. Wow. Match.com started in the mid-90s. 
OkCupid started in 2004, I believe. Uh, so I was on J-Date to meet someone Jewish at the time that was important to me. And, you know, I thought, oh, this thing seems fun. I'm cool. Obviously, I just negated any coolness I had. But, but the uh, coolest, clearly. So yeah. Very cool. But I, you know, it seemed like a neat way to meet people. So I did that on and off for years. Um, you know, I had some relationships, took some breaks, and then when I moved to DC after college, um, I uh, while I was working, I went to business school at night, and I found that I wasn't having time to go out and meet people. So I rejoined, and um, I started kind of focusing a little more at that point, you know, I was older, so I was thinking maybe I wanted something serious. So I started a spreadsheet initially, so I didn't inadvertently email the same person twice. But then I was like, this the is data. Yeah, I was like, oh, data. <laughs> so I love data. Uh, and I started tracking my response rate. So if I did write to somebody, did he write back? What percent replied? And what percent replied? should I expect? And then, well, if I can calculate that, perhaps I should calculate my conversion rate. If he replies and we start emailing, does it convert into a date? <laughs> so I had no statistics to measure it against. Mm -hmm. OkCupid did publish something once that, that had some numbers, but it was a long time ago. And uh, But I think response rates used to be better because there were fewer people on the sites. So a long time ago, they published an article saying that someone had gotten a 32% response rate and they called that quote well above average. Mm -hmm. So I knew that average was probably 20%. I didn't know, but I was doing better than that. And, and then the conversions, you know, it's hard to, to measure, but I was trying to make a science out of something that is not a science. You know, I couldn't design a controlled experiment. Okay, nerd, nerd flag is flying. Yeah. I couldn't design a controlled experiment because nothing about people is controlled. Mm -hmm. Even me, someone might like me on a Tuesday and not on a Wednesday. Yeah. Why? Who knows? They're in a bad mood. Who knows? They were yeah. cold. They don't like, you know, doesn't matter. So, but I did the best I could to make little changes on the margins and see what worked and what didn't. And I found things like ending an email with a question seemed to work much better. Mm -hmm. um, even if you have a question in the email, but it's not at the end, it doesn't work as well than if you have the question mm -hmm. at the end because people have short attention spans and they look at the last thing. Mm -hmm. um, so little things like that. Then my friends started asking me, what are you doing that I'm not? Can you help me write my profile? I've always liked working with people. I was not getting to do that in my former job. So I started helping my friends. And on the one hand, I just, I was not happy in my job anymore. I was at Fannie Mae for seven and a half years. Uh, wolf. And uh, Wolf is right. <laughs> and uh, it, it's just, it was not the right fit for me. So I remember when I, I decided I was actually going to start the business, I took five months to get my ducks in a row. Uh, I call myself educated impulsive because... I do all the research. I calculated how long I could live if I didn't make any money, just in case, you know. And uh, But then once I make a decision, I jump. And so I gave notice at my job, and my boss... <laughs> they're like, where are you going to? No, he was like, this was never the me? right fit for you. No. <laughs> no, someone else at work said, can you help me? <laughs> but, yeah, so I quit my job in March of 2011 and started the business the next month and worked my tail off because I... I like to succeed, uh, if I'm being honest. You know, I, 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 this had to work. Mm -hmm. And because I quit my job first and started the business after, I could focus 100% on it. And I, I feel very lucky. And I'm glad I put in the work because uh, it, it did work. And 
uh, I feel proud. I never had to dig into my savings, and um, it's it's the right fit for me. I'm doing something I really love. And when did you, what year was this? 2011. Okay. Well, do you have like any favorite stories from your clients? Do you have anything that you absolutely hated from them? I mean, a really good one recently was I was working with this woman who was in her 30s, and she had been in D.C. a while, and she just wasn't happy here anymore. And she always wanted two things, to get a dog and to move to Seattle. And I said, do that. Do that. Exactly. <laughs> so she got a dog and she moved to Seattle. <laughs> and then I was helping her there uh, also. And she met a guy on Match. And I remember her emailing me and being like, he's not my type at all. He's totally different. And I said, but does he make you feel good? Do you like him? Are you having fun? Well, yeah. I said, so keep trying. Oh. Anyway, they're married now and she's pregnant. And I was oh. like, yeah. <laughs> to work, but yeah. I still think it's oh, cute. Yeah. yeah. It was great. Yeah, and then, you know, great. you got your fair share of... The bad clients. Yeah. I mean, but you get your stories, yeah. and I just tell people, remember, online dating is not represented by one good or bad story. Like, because everyone's always like, well, my friend got stalked, so I'm not doing online oh. dating. Or like, my friend got married from Match, so I did Match. Yeah. It's just a way to meet people. It's just a tool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so, did you get yes. a response? No worries, Erica. I'm I'm en route, but I'll occupy myself with a cocktail. See you soon. Oh, that's, that's so nice. Okay, so is it okay if he has a drink when you get there? Well, yes. Oh. He's telling you. And because, and because I'm you're late. late. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Sure. Trying to figure okay. out how this works. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. He okay. should get a cocktail. Okay. <laughs> yes. Wait, he's, I hope that's this works great. out. Yeah. Okay, so seems nice. So what's your so you're single he's, right now? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, so people ask me that all the time because of my business. Yeah. yeah, and and I always, I mean, I have been in relationships, obviously. I have been single, obviously. When I started my business, I was in a very serious relationship with someone I had met online. Obviously, I didn't foresee that ending. Nobody does. Yeah. Um, so it was really interesting when I started dating again. I took about a year off. I, I wanted to heal and yeah. get over things, yeah. which I not enough people take that time, but that's another topic. Uh, so I thought, oh my God, can I do online dating? This is so weird. But then I was like, well, I'm the expert. Of course I can do it. So I can advise myself. Yeah. Well, exactly. But it was actually really validating because I realized that all of people ask, do you practice what you preach? And I say, no, I actually preach what I practice. Every piece of advice I give, I would do myself. Do you tell guys before you meet up with them, this is your job? No. Do you uh, tell them on the first date? Well, inevitably, the first question is, what do you do? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so, but it's interesting because I can actually get a sense of the guy when he, okay, how he reacts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because a good response is, wow, you run a business. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. A bad response is, oh my God, you're judging me. You're going to write about me. You're gonna, <laughs> da, da. It's really, it, it took me a while. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It took me a while to get comfortable with the fact that I knew people were going to judge me, but I'm human. I'm not immune to a relationship not working out. Do you like dating? I love dating, which I know some people don't and yeah, they find it exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> I love meeting new people in general. I The best thing I did for myself was, again, I'm going to open up a little. I was on the track. I wanted to get married and have kids, right? And after that relationship ended, I really did some soul searching and I was like, what do I want? And I realized I was on that track because I thought I should be on that track. Because everyone was. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm not on a track right now. And taking that pressure off of myself was the best thing for my own dating life because so many people go in with agendas and motives and, and mm -hmm. a timeline and it's frustrating for everybody. You know, people are going on these first dates, like interviewing their future husband or wife. Mm -hmm. and. Uh, I go in with 
no agenda, no expectation, yeah. you know? And I, and I tell people too, like, you should see if you have some rapport before you decide if he's gonna like father your child. <laughs> Give it some time. Yeah. Yeah. Get to like, know see them. See if you like each other. Yeah. <laughs> see if you can banter. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so where can people, where can our listeners find you? Good question. So you can find me at online at a little nudge.com. Thank you. Thank you. And good luck with your date night. Oh, oh yeah. Thanks. <laughs> She's got it. He sounds nice. Yeah. yeah. He sounds great. I always have fun. <laughs> so, Anna, what did you learn? Well, I now have to start completely over with my dating profile. <laughs> but at least I have some tips to go off of now. Um, anyway, make sure to check out Erica's podcast, So We Met Online. And if you need any professional dating help, you can find her at alittlenudge.com. And shout out to Mitch, our producer. Make sure to listen to his band names. You can find them on Spotify. If you have any interesting dating stories or ideas for episodes you'd like to hear, send us a message. Visit underthebeltway.com. And make sure to subscribe and rate us on iTunes and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Under the Beltway. Rena and Anna, 